The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Living with Intention. I am April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I am so grateful that you're here today. During our time together, we will explore ways to connect the mind, body, and spirit to allow growth from within. And by utilizing my own intuition and experiences, I will guide you through a variety of techniques which will assist you to bring you back to your true essence. Now I invite you to take a moment, set your intention with curiosity, opening your mind and heart to receive as you discover more about your own abilities for expansion. Hello, friends, new and true. Thank you for joining me as we continue Feeding Your Soul series, as we shift from feeding your soul of nutrients as your body absorbs in a cellular level to how it resonates with the vibration of sound. And before we begin, I want to pause here for a few seconds and reflect on when you're experiencing nature. What sounds do you hear? Is it birds singing? The wind flowing through the branches and rustling the leaves on the trees? The sound of your own footsteps on the path? Or maybe it's the water sounds that tend to relax you, hearing the soft ripples flowing over the stones and the gentle babbling of the brook or roaring waves of the ocean upon the beach. Also, another way to lift your spirits and feeding your soul is listening to your favorite music or song. And and pausing here again, just reflecting on that if you're turn on the radio or hear it on your playlist how is that resonating with you it actually changes your mood opens you up and possibly moves your body you know and even after that brief description check in with yourself right now and see how you feel maybe there's less tension in your head feels lighter or your body feels a little more relaxed. Our minds are so powerful. We can actually have these experiences without being in nature or literally listening to that music because these frequencies are stored within our memories and they're even resonating in our cells. And also, I want you to really think about this, how sound has been here since the beginning of time. As we evolved from language, there were sounds of coming from voices, of singing, chanting, clicking, mimicking other animals. Sound is passed down from our ancestors, rooted in DNA and working again on that cellular level. So let's take drumming, for example, which can be traced back thousands of years across continents globally. And what comes to mind is how still to this day, indigenous people use drums to communicate. They use them in celebrations and to connect with the ancestors. So sound is another way to feed your soul. And that is why I invited my next guest for this series, Summer Lee, the founder of Sound Science Soul. I just love even saying that, Sound Science Soul. (laughs) She um, developed a brand for herself, utilizing media, lifestyle, and wellness to support people such as yourselves to utilize sound intentionally to feel better. She spent nearly a decade as a rock medalist, music journalist, and promoter, eventually leading her on a healing journey. When I met Summer a few years back, I enjoyed hearing about her approach 
and how not only does she teach about the benefits of sound from both a spiritual and scientific perspective, but she also encompasses the mind and body connection and offers guided meditation. Also, what I love about Summer is she too is a lifelong learner, always open to connect with others to discover more about herself as she learns different ways and practices about sound to share with others. She has the courage and commitment also to be a way shower as she continues to shine her light in a vast variety of communities. It is my honor to share with you, Summer. Welcome, Summer. Thank you. That was a really beautiful introduction. <laughs> you have a great understanding of sound and its importance and how it affects us and the the history of, you know, how sound has been so intertwined in our lives and communities and who we are. Yeah, it's so needed for people to understand that, um, how it's developed. Uh, we tend to get caught up in technology and, and other aspects and really forget to bring it down to basics, right? The sound level, uh, literally. Oh, and before we begin to unpack all the good stuff, Summer, can you share a little bit about yourself with our viewers and listeners? Yeah, um, from what level? <laughs> There's so many, <laughs> so many layers that, um, you know, I have because of this journey I've been on. It's there's just so many ways that um, I've evolved and changed in, in this whole journey. <laughs> so, um, I guess starting from the earliest, um, I was you know born into generational trauma, and then uh, had lots of trauma myself. Um, you know that was kind of the early beginnings, and then. I uh, went, yeah, just kept going through difficult times throughout life for sure. Um, and then I wasn't very influenced by music growing up uh, through friends and family. My grandmother was a country Western singer, and um, that was a passion of hers that she really uh, kind of had to give up because she had six kids, um, mm -hmm. but she you know, and it was, it was revolutionary, you know, it was, this was like the fifties and she was performing at all these, you know, local venues and making records and, you know, being a female in that industry at that time. And so I grew up with her singing a lot. Um, she was mm -hmm. no longer a musician, but it was like that core was, was there. It was very impacted, um, you know, through music at that point. And then, um, I, you know, became a music journalist and promoter at some point in my life too. And that was also impacting to me. Um, it was an amazing time in my life. I had so much fun. Um, but the music industry is also very dark. And so, uh, it was this thing that I was really passionate about and really enjoyed and, and helped me, um, in so many ways, but then I saw a lot of its darkness too, and it was in that experience where I started to understand more about the importance of sound. Um, it, it started, it was like the seed was planted and I didn't really know what it all meant. Um, it took many years to kind of evolve through that and start to understand because I was using it for my own coping for sure. And I was, I was recognizing that, um, that it was helping me to cope in some way. Um, but then, you know, as time went on, as I learned more and more and started reading more and, and understanding my own healing journey, then I started to understand just the expansiveness of sound. Hazrat um, Inyat Khan, he, uh, that was my light bulb moment when I found him. And there's, there's several books that are published, um, not by him because he passed so long ago, I think. So it's like, organizations that have republished his work, but he was the one person I found that made the connection 
to the idea of what sound and music both really mean to us on this very, very deep level. Um, it kind of gets into the whole idea that we were created through sound, but also mm-hmm. sound that is healthy for us, that is good, whether that be music or conversations, whatever it is, is harmonic, right? And our true uh, best state is harmony, inner harmony, the harmony in our relationships. I mean, if you just apply that term to everything, it's all encompassing. And that was the connection he made. And so if you read his writings, it's just about that theme. And so when I read it, it was like, that's why sound is so important to me and the message that I'm trying to send. And, and sometimes fumbling through, he, he did a really good well of simplifying it because sometimes fumbling through explaining that mm. um, in, a, in a great understandable way is complex because um, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but he, he impacted me so much because I didn't, I couldn't understand for the longest time. Why is this thing so important to me and what does it mean? And it was mm-hmm. when I read his book that I was like, ah, this is it. This is, this is what this means and why sound is so important to us. And, and, and it's that whole harmony piece that it's not mm-hmm. about any sound or any music. It's about it being harmonious because that is our true inner nature is harmony. Yes. Well said. And the, starting with us when we recognize an imbalance or you know disharmonization within our we can feel it you can feel it in your body and so finding ways to just gently bring ourselves back um, to find that balance because you can you can witness it as you are interacting with other people you know we are we are frequency we are connecting it's like the two tuning forks you strike a tuning fork and the other one starts to vibrate to yes. to the same tune so cuz all diseases all diseases disharmony mhm it's the the organism not functioning in a harmonious way yes it connects into everything i mean when you really look at it it's all connected in this intricate, you know, crazy way that, yeah, sometimes I just don't know how to put it all into words to explain that. But, you know, we think of sound a lot when we think of music. Everyone's like, I love music. I couldn't go a day without music. And then now we've got the sound healing modalities that everyone is starting to recognize. Um, but what I was discovering was that we were really overlooking how powerful sound is in, in ways that we're just not recognizing, um, you know, from the music that's playing in a store when we go shopping to the conversations we have, the messages that we give to ourselves, um, storytelling. I mean, there's all these ways that we're affected by sound that we don't really recognize as creating who we are and creating our health. Um, our mental health is very much impacted. There's, you know, when you walk into a store, a lot of times they're, they're playing specific music to impact your behavior. I mean, there, and that was part of the intentionality that came out of that journey too, was understanding how impacted we are by sound in ways that we aren't recognizing. And that if we start to have more awareness around it, we could actually take some control of that. So we could understand that our moods are affected by things we're not even aware of, but now we can become more aware And we can start having intentionality about it, you know, where I feel good, where I don't feel good, um, how I can use sound, you know, to feel better or even for, you know, physical health or whatever it is. So, um, you know, I don't think we've really captured the expansiveness of sound and that's what I'm trying to do. And that's just been through my own evolution. In fact, I have a vision board that I created, I don't know how many years ago, probably in the last five years. And on it, I have uh, something I cut out that says something about finding her voice and giving back. And Mm. at the time I was taking voice lessons and I thought that's what that meant was that I was going to become a singer or something and like be singing places and it was going to impact somebody. They were going to, you know, be influenced by music through me or something. Mm. 
Well, that evolved on its own to something completely different that I wasn't expecting. And that's what I'm doing now. And even the meditations, you know, that I do, that's a big part of, um, that journey because I kind of by accident started teaching meditations. I was meditating on my own for several years and that, you know, meditation practice has evolved and I've done a lot of trainings and different things. Um, but it was really just for myself. And then I, I don't even know why I started creating meditations. And now I have people from all over the world contacting me saying, that I've impacted them with my meditation. So mm. that's what that evolved into. I think at this point, I mean, that's yes. where it is right now. Yeah. And I love that, you know, you're recognizing like you're the ripple effect, even sound, right. How it just ripples out and through your podcasts and your YouTube videos, things of that nature that it starts with you and then it's rippling out globally. And that's a beautiful mm beautiful thing. Yeah. To experience and, and just to witness your own expansion, as you described seeing the darkness and, and knowing that's what you didn't want and moving towards something that you knew was healing. And so when you were on that journey, um, was it very clear to you? Was it cut and dry? Uh, was that, did you experience any uncertainty, um, shifting from the music industry and, and journalism into what you're doing now? It was not clear and it still isn't clear. I, I still am on the journey um, that the evolution, I guess, from being a journalist uh, and I, uh, you know, had a promotion company, um, the journey from that to where I'm at now, there was kind of this middle point. So I had been in, you know, the rock and metal world, you know, for several years and which I, I love that music, but there's a lot of it that's, you know, harmful. It's, there's a lot of it that's not healthy. Um, and also the dynamics of, of how difficult it is to be a female in that industry too. I experienced that. And so there was a point where I was pretty burned out on that industry and I had to take a step back. Um, and that had be, it became a huge part of my identity. So that was really difficult, um, to step back because I did feel like I just was losing a piece of myself. So it was a hard time, but, um, what I became most passionate about at that time was that I wanted to bring more focus and light to females in the industry. And so then I transitioned into having a podcast where I was, featuring only females in the music industry and interviewing them that felt like that was going to be my path next. And during all of that time, I was also delving into my spirituality, deeper meditation. Um, so I think the two roads just kind of converged at some point and, and, and I can't even tell you when or how or why, um, but it was just that natural progression that I just kept kind of following the paths as they appeared and what made the most sense and what felt right in intuitively, you know, where I was guided. I don't, it, like I said, I don't think it was ever really clear and still isn't clear. I still don't know, really know exactly what I'm doing sometimes. Um, but just listening to, you know, my inner voice or whatever that, you know, that's guiding me and, and trying to figure out, you know, how do I serve myself, um, mm -hmm. my own evolution, as well as serving a greater good too in the process. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that summer and, and being transparent because that's what the journey is. That's what I've discovered. It's like, you know, our minds say, oh, if we follow this path and, you know, one plus one equals two kind of thing, then you're going to get over here. And that's not the journey, you know, that's more of the mind driven. So following your heart and what feels good, like you said, uh, allows us to really um, witness those parts of us, as you so perfectly described, shifting away from the music industry and feeling like you're losing part of yourself, part of that identity. But, you know, it just wasn't serving any longer, it wasn't serving your needs. Uh, and that's 
how we get to choose, right? We get to choose, but it's very scary. It can be very scary. There's a lot of uncertainty. I feel like sometimes I'm fumbling around in the dark for the light switch. <laughs> I don't know if you feel the same way, sure. but uh, that's that's kind of what I what I experience there. Yeah. So with the sound, um, can you describe to us uh, with the sound science soul, how that works, what, what you're doing there with your business, um, how you support communities or individuals? What, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, so part of it is that I, I, you know, a media company, so I'm providing information and education. That's a big part of it. Um, a little bit more about my background. So this will make a little bit more sense too, is that, um, you know, I, I was a promoter and also I've had a digital marketing company for almost 20 years. And so in both of those roles, I would say the best term to describe those is kind of like a consultant. Um, I'm the way my brain works, the type of my, you know, the type of, um, gifts I have, you know, what I'm good at is this role where I can kind of see the bigger picture. So I'm good at, at saying, okay, here's this band I'm working with and let's pull in this publicity opportunity and let's pull in this sponsorship and, you know, connect them into this event or whatever. So I see these pieces, you know, and with my digital marketing company, it's the same thing. I do more consulting with that company than anything where I I'm like, let's pull in this person to do this and, you know, whatever, because I can see where those holes need to be filled. So with Sound Science Soul, I'm trying to do something very similar, or I am doing something very similar. And so it's the education piece and being able to look at um, the individual struggles that somebody's having and how we can, you know, pull in pieces. And it may not be something that I teach as much as I can help them, you know, find a solution because um, there's a lot of modalities out there. And so a lot of what I do is talking about those things. Um, I'm, you know, a meditation teacher. So of course I consult and guide people with meditation, um, but then it may be pulling in, you know, something, some other modality that they can use to help them. And one of the areas that I've worked the most with is actually entrepreneurs, business owners, startup founders, because of being an entrepreneur myself, I have this strong business background mm. and they are one of the most stressed out um, segments of our population. They have some of the highest suicide rates and um, mental health struggles that they are incredibly stressed out in those roles. In addition to that, they need to be able to harness their creativity and focus. And so if you look throughout history and look at people who've been very successful, you'll see that a lot of inventors, um, people that had, you know, founded companies, whatever, that they were using meditative type techniques, you know, accessing alpha levels of mind or whatever it is. So that group can really be served well to manage their stress level, um, their focus and creativity through different practices. Um, and with them, I'm usually looking at more science-based ideas. You know, they're not looking for the mystical as much as they are wanting to, you know, understand that there's a science-based idea that they can use. Um, so you know, kind of across the board, there's, there's a variety of people that I work with or have worked with. And the approach I take is really modifying to that group, you know, what they really need, what's going to benefit them with what they're trying to create or what struggles they may be having in terms of health, you know, uh, mental health, whatever it is. Yes. And when you're working with these individuals, even, even if it's just one-on-one -on -one or, you know, business, um, mm -hmm. what are you witnessing? What are you noticing when they apply these techniques? What happens for them? Yeah. So, I mean, depending on what their, their goal is, of course, you know, what we're working on, um, you know, they may increase their relaxation level, you know, how well they're sleeping at night, um, how well they're able to perform in a job um, or their role, whatever, um, you know, a lot of people are, 
that I talk to are really wanting to access alpha levels of mind. That's something that I teach a lot and work with people a lot on. And so they're actually, you know, getting that result of being able to, you know, use like a meditation of mine, for example, or just going deeper into it. Cause a lot of times people come to me and they've actually been meditating for a while and they're just wanting to kind of up their game, you know, essentially do more visualization or whatever it is. So, um, you know, I'm just like the, the, the lighthouse guiding them a little bit, you know, it's, it's within everyone. All of these things are already within everyone. Um, yes. It's just that guidance piece. They're just needing to, to understand like a different perspective. And a lot of people aren't talking about these things, you know, mm-hmm. everywhere or openly. These are kind of fringe topics sometimes. So um, just having someone else to be able to say like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with in my practice, or this is, you know, something I want to do or whatever, you know, what has been your experience? You know, it's, it's just nice for them to have sometimes somebody that they can bounce ideas off of because they're not able to go to work and talk about some of these things, you know, when it comes to these practices. Uh Uh-huh. And, and what I really enjoy hearing you, you share this is because, you know, it all starts with each individual person, you know, and wanting more, seeking something that, that will not necessarily take them to the next level, um, but bring them deeper into themselves. So that way they can witness and let go of uh, behaviors that just aren't serving them any longer. You know, they, uh, we learn something, for example, um, like riding a bike, right? You got the training wheels on, you got your balance, <laughs> we're pedaling along. And then somebody says, oh, hey, that that's great. Let's take those training wheels off now that you're comfortable. And even though we're still on that bike, there's a little wonkiness there. So with your guidance, you know, they had meditation or some practice and they're like, okay, I'm comfortable here, but I know that I can, you know, get, grow more, expand more uh, through other practices. So you're the, you're the person to help them take off the training wheels and feel comfortable in that um, growth period. Right. Yeah, for sure. So also uh, while you were sharing, um, I'm curious about what it looks like when, when you do a meditation. So would you be open to sharing something with us that you feel that uh, the majority of people are having challenges with, like, for example, overwhelm, anxiety, um, those types of imbalances that is happening right now globally? Yeah. Um, well, a couple of practices that come to mind. First off, one is, is breathing. And I know that there's a lot more emphasis on the idea of breath work. There's a lot more people talking about that and teaching that. Um, I myself struggle a lot with anxiety and um, I discovered this breathing technique that I teach people a lot. And it's just the idea that um, we can soothe our parasympathetic nervous system or or induce our parasympathetic nervous system simply by a, a certain breath technique. And all it is, is breathing in, breathing in through your nose or your mouth. Doesn't matter either one holding slightly as long as you want to, and then breathing out for an extended amount of time. So you want to breathe out for as longer than you inhaled or held Mm -hmm. and doing that just a few times, you'll, you'll be really surprised because it seems so simple. Um, but it really does it that longer breath for whatever reason actually, you know, kicks in that parasympathetic nervous system. And, you know, that's what prepares our body for rest and digest or whatever. So it just automatically, so whatever, if you're being triggered in a conversation or, you know, by something emotionally or you're stressed, maybe you have driving anxiety. I mean, all these things that come up that affect us and that simple exercise can be really, really effective. I use it all the time. Um, and it's one that I've taught when I've actually even been in workshops too. Um, 
the other one I would want to share though, is also the alpha accessing alpha levels of mind. That's something that there's more light coming to it. Um, whenever we meditate, you know, we're accessing those levels too, but there are, you know, a lot of intentional uses we can do with accessing alpha level of mind. Um, we can do visualization exercises so that we can, you know, create things in our life. We want to, we can, you know, focus on our healing, um, just be more relaxed, sleep better. There's all these ways it can be accessed. And I have a lot of meditations around that, um, on my YouTube channel that people can check out too. Um, but one of the best ways, once you've started to be able to, cause sometimes people in the beginning, when they start, um, it may take some time to do some different meditation practices. And the best thing to do when you're starting out is to actually do it in the morning because you're already in alpha mm-hmm. somewhat, um, or you might already be in alpha when you wake up and you stay in that state for a little bit when you're in that sleepy state. So it's best to access that level of mind in the morning. But once you have done that, you can access it any day of time. And one of the best ways to do that is simply to sit and relax every single part of your body one at a time from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head, then look at a wall and Mm -hmm. slightly up, um, and just gaze until your eyes kind of start to just want to naturally drift down. And then you might be able to just do that and be an alpha, but then you could then count down from 50 to one as well in order to just deepen that alpha state and then just stay there as long as you need, you know, to feel more relaxed, to, you can feel more rested after doing an alpha exercise. Um, you can do some visualization, you know, whatever you're needing at that time. So that's a pretty simple exercise that you can get yourself into alpha state at any time. Yes. I, I so agree with that. Uh, what challenges do you think people face when they are attempting a new practice such as that? Hmm. Well, of course, the biggest complaint with meditation is people feel like they can't shut off their mind. And um, someone who's new to meditation will almost always say, say that, and they think there's something wrong with themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this, this constant um, explanation of like, no, that's completely normal. People who meditate all the time experience the same thing. It's very, very normal. And it's not about that you're stopping the thoughts even. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to understand that it's more about becoming more observant of the thoughts. And then if you show up to a practice regularly, it's just like lifting weights. If you go and lift weights one day, you don't come home and expect that you're going to like, look like somebody who, you know, is like a bodybuilder. That's not how it works. They show up every day in order to look like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with a meditation practice. I mean, my meditation practice has evolved over many, many years now, and, it's, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm not nowhere near, you know, what someone would call enlightened or anything, you know, I mean, I've just came a long way in my practice. Um, and we're always going to always be on that journey. And so it's important for people to understand just showing up, show up every day for whatever it is, five minutes and have some kind of meditative practice. And over time, you will notice that you become more observant of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You are less reactive to them. You may have fewer, you may not, that may never, you know, happen. So I think that is, is the biggest thing I hear. Um, people who are learning to access alpha state don't always understand what that is, or how do I know when I get there, et cetera. Um, and it's one of those things that you just kind of know, um, when you get there, but also you can think of it as that, like when you're daydreaming, you know, or when you first wake up and feel that grogginess, that's, that's a pretty good indicator that you're probably an alpha because we don't really know for sure if you're an alpha or even in theta or Delta, you could be in an even deeper state, um, Mm -hmm. without having like a brain scan done. You don't know, but those are kind of indicators that you get there. Yes. And, um, and we all, because we go through those brainwave states when we go to sleep and when we're waking up. So we all have the capability to access them and use them. There's none of us that, oh, I could never get to alpha. It's not how it works. It's part of yes. our biology. <laughs> and I think it's the the mind, right? The mind is constantly asking or judging or, you know, 
uh, comparing of how to get there, what it looks like, you know, because it doesn't know until you have that experience. And, and the more you're just as you perfectly said, you know, practicing and it's not practice makes perfect. Let me tell you that because some days <laughs> I sit there and I bring myself back. And then I find my mind going way over in left field somewhere. And it's then I take a breath. I focus on my hands or just, you know, just how my body's positioned and just just pausing and just witnessing the the thoughts. You know, it's like the the weather channel or something. You're watching it. You know, that's the main screen your mind. And then these thoughts come in at the bottom, the little ticker on the bottom talking about, you know, winter weather advisory or something like that. Those thoughts are going to keep coming in. But when you don't get hooked in them, when you just observe them as a thought or as a reminder of something, you know, I like to say, oh, thank you, thought. And then I bring myself back you know, so it's just having ease and grace and, and exploring something new. Yeah. And I like the wall. I like that you, you know, look at the wall because some people, when they close their eyes, maybe they don't feel safe because of trauma in the past mm -hmm. things. So looking at the wall and just uh, allowing that soft gaze to happen. Yeah. And music, definitely music. So when, since we're talking about, you know, feeding your soul with music, um, when you work with music or when you apply music or the theta waves or, you know, whatever that is, mm -hmm. what do you experience? How, how can you share about feeding on the cellular level with the, the frequencies, with the um, resonance of sound. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of ways you can use music for sure. Um, in, in a practice and health, you know, healing, wellness, whatever. Um, you can utilize frequency as a course. And, um, there's a, you know, a ton of people that have created different frequency music and say it's for different usage. Um, the, the actual research on that is, is not well-established. So um, I like to tell people to just experiment and see how things feel mm -hmm. because different people find different things work differently for them. And that's important to understand sure. too, is that sound affects us individually very differently. There are things that are irritating to one person, um, maybe because of trauma that may be very healing and soothing to another. So it's important to listen to your own internal response and dialogue when you're using any type of music or frequency. And um, in terms of the frequencies, so, you know, there's a all these, this uh, music that is associated with a color. There's like, like a noise, they call it, I guess, brown noise and red yes. noise and all these things. And so, for example, um, people are finding that brown noise is really effective for people with ADHD and, and helping people who have a really busy mind and can't, can't shut it off and things. Um, some people it doesn't work that way for, but some people find a lot of relief and they're able to focus or they're able to mm -hmm. sleep or whatever it is. And so, but again, it's that experimentation with, you know, how, how does this work for me? Does it have that effect? Does it make me more irritable? And it's that awareness piece, increasing the awareness so you understand. Um, but we can then use music itself, you know, different, I've created different playlists before that um, guide me through my day. I mean, the, um, the idea of the Indian, uh, I think they pronounce it Rajas, um, where they have different music for different times of, of day. And it's to represent the flow of that time of day. And it, it is to help somebody become very present in, in feeling that piece of a day. So what the morning is supposed to feel like to us, you know, how we're supposed to really absorb into the energy of a morning or the afternoon or whatever. And so you can create your own version of that with playlists that make you, you know, do you need something that makes you feel a little bit more alert in the afternoon? You need something that makes you feel 
more meditative and relaxed at night or in the morning, or, you know, and you can use these to transition throughout your day and they can affect your mental you mm-hmm. know, health state as well. And so I've done a lot, a lot of that in the past, but that is really, again, individual. So mm-hmm. how you respond to a song is going to be different than I do. And so, you know, understanding, you know, how to create your own playlist. And that's something that I have guided people with before. Yes. And thank you for bringing that up about the Raj's, because I think a lot of people don't even subconsciously, they, they're not aware of what they're exposing themselves to. And uh, for example, uh, just, I can only speak for my experience. You know, if my husband and I watch an action packed movie before we go to bed, <laughs> yeah, that I can just feel it. I, you know, when I, I really have to practice, I have to, to really put in a practice of, okay, I'm grounding. I'm, clearing whatever that is images or um just to have a a foundation of calmness before Mm -hmm. i go to bed because i will this is me though i tend to take things to bed with me (laughs) so (laughs) energetically right so these sounds the noises the flashing lights you know all that stuff there's a lot of that in those action movies um any suspense movies or horror movies i i used to love them i used to really like them and i think it was the stimulation right i think a lot of young people they gravitate towards that because then that stimulates them that gets their uh they're not even aware of the the sympathetic nervous system happening and it activates them and um then when we get older, you know, it's not supportive, you know, we're, we're more aware of that. Um, or you have kids and you're like, I can't watch Chucky anymore. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, because, you know, what are you exposing your kids to also? Uh, because it, they absorb like sponges. Yeah, I, that's really important. And um, I don't think that most people are aware how heightened we're like our, our nervous system is so much more heightened than I think most of us realize. And it's affecting us. It's affecting our health. It's affecting our relationships, how we feel all these things. And we're just not aware because there's a lot of noise mm-hmm. and in media, whatever, you know, that you're affected by, you know, watching a movie, but even just walking around in, in daily life, conversations that are had, you know, what's what you're hearing um, when you walk into a store, but also noise that we don't even consciously realize is affecting us. You know, for example, the, the buzzing of electronics, you know, could be causing mm-hmm. some irritation to our nervous system. And so that's one of the things that is important to me to bring awareness to I mean, there is a whole noise pollution thing. There's a lot of noise that we're impacted by. And we are biologically meant to, you know, feel some irritation. We're meant to be on alert, you know, Mm -hmm. we're meant to respond to noise. So can you imagine the impact that a lot of those noises that we just act consciously, like we ignore, but -hmm. our nervous system is still responding and, um, you know, I'd like people to be more aware of how those things are impacting them and how they can, you know, actually make some changes in their lives to address some of those things. I think on a greater scale, I'd love if, um, because there is a thing called acoustic design and, Mm -hmm. um, the idea that we can build cities and homes and, um, all these things that take into account, how acoustics affect us. And that is important and not something that's being done on a wide enough scale, but there are cities that are starting to recognize that. If you look throughout history, it's something that um, used to be implemented. You know, things were Mm. built with acoustics in mind, one, to deepen meditative states, um, you know, these kind of more spiritual areas, but also um, an understanding of how acoustics affect us was something that earlier cultures took into account more than we have started to do. We just ignore a lot of it. And lots of us are 
stressed and anxious and sick. And, um, I tend to believe, and there's research that shows that it it's, there's a lot of things that are impacting us that we just are ignoring. Um, so that's, an, that's a whole nother level of the sound thing that, you know, I'd like people to become more aware of what's yeah. impacting you and what could you do to actually minimize if you became more aware of it, um, you know, you could actually minimize some of those things that are triggering you that are mm-hmm. deeply affecting you. Yes. And it's so important, um, just to invite that, that question, you know, really, really asking yourself, how do I feel after, I don't know, going into a major department store and all the lights and the music and the people, you know, how are you going to bring yourself back to you kind of thing, whether it's just a quick breathing exercise, like you talked about, or turning on some soothing music, or uh, just looking at nature and, you know, being in the presence, because that's what really resets us as being in nature. You know, we're animals. We, we just forgot. We put on these clothes and drive cars and <laughs> live in these dwellings that have all these elect- these smart houses, the smart cars, you know, all the things that are smart. Uh, but that's also a lot of energy, a lot of currents happening there. Um that might not be healthy in the long run as like we learned about microwaves in the beginning with the radiation with those frequencies and cell cell phones and batteries you know brain tumors and things so just asking just pausing and asking you know what what feels what feels better maybe less screen time on your phone maybe just limiting a couple hours a day um, not towards you go to bed and you're laying in bed and scrolling. You know, a lot of people I've facilitated so many wellness classes that they all raise their hand that they're guilty of that. Well, again, what are you taking to bed with you? Literally, energetically. Um, how do you want to feel in the morning when you wake up? So just implementing some practices to help yeah. to bring us back, you know, because there's a lot of distraction. There's a, and we're too distracted to see or to even feel. Yeah, I, I feel that, and I think about that a lot, and 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 feel like it's a pretty major issue. Um, the level of distraction. And I also think that most of us aren't prioritizing ourselves enough. That um, we've been so programmed to think like this is this is what life is. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be working this job and I'm supposed to be watching these shows and, you know, using these electronics or whatever, instead of um, really being aware of uh, how important you are Mm -hmm. and um, what do you really need instead of what you've been told you need, Um, which this, the holiday season really like hits that home for me (laughs) right now that, you know, cause it's, it just, amplifies the commercialization of our world and how miserable it really makes people and and that it causes more disconnect than it causes connection and love and peace and joy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think even if, when we apply certain, um, certain ways to feed our soul, to, to fill our cups, you know, and then that will help build resiliency to the quote unquote stress, the, cause it changes, it shifts our perspective. When we feel better, when we feel grounded, when we feel we're in more control of our lives, then, you know, then that then we're driving the bus, not the emotions, not the other chaos that's happening around us. We don't absorb it as much. Yeah. I, I think um, that whole idea of the matrix is what is coming up for me as, as you're saying this, because we, the increasing the awareness, it allows us to see outside of that instead of your right being stuck in it. And 
impacted by it. We can, we can see, um, oh, that's what's going on. Oh, I don't want to be a part of that, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think that it's so easy to get sucked into it if you don't have that level of greater awareness. So you can see you, you, it's like you have a, a view that you're looking over it when you have a greater level of awareness. So then you can actually see those pitfalls and um, it just, yeah, it changes the landscape. I mean, that is why meditation, for example, is such an important practice because it allows you to build an awareness so that you can see some of these things and um, protect yourself a little bit more. Hmm. And, and give yourself permission really to, to find ways to fill your cup Mm. and, and feed what's needed for you because yeah, our our culture is like, it's outside of ourselves. You got to do in order to be, and it's, it's the opposite. But for those that have been locked outside themselves for so long or, or weren't raised in, in an environment like that, it, it's really hard to, kind of turn the boat around a little bit um, with that. So that's why I'm so grateful that you are here, Summer, to offer support and guidance for those yeah, who are in need. Um, and I do have one more question for you. And that is, what do you do for yourself, Summer, to feed your soul? Oh, gosh. <laughs> now I have to, I have to think about it a little bit here. Um, well, I definitely am using the uh, alpha practice that I mentioned. Um, that has been huge for me personally lately, even though it's something I'm, I'm teaching people. It's like, that's something I'm relying on a lot. It, it pulls me into a different state so many times when I need it, when I need to look at something differently, you know, something that's going on in my day, I need to look at from a different viewpoint. It really helps me with that, um, helps me if I'm emotionally triggered um, you know, cause it's still a form of meditation too. I mean, it's, it's all the same stuff. And so I would say I'm relying a lot on that practice right now. And, and that's why I kind of hesitated, you know, when you ask that, because my practices change all the time mm-hmm. based on what I'm going through, what just feels needed personally, collectively. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, it just, I'm constantly evolving and what I'm using but I would say right now that has been my most helpful practice is, is because it's that awareness piece. It's being mm-hmm. able to, um, in fact, I do something else when I'm walking or hiking or running or whatever it is, is I, I get trying to get into a meditative state. And what I say is, um, I just keep repeating, get below the emotion, get below the emotion. And that gets me into where I've become it must be alpha state I'm guessing. Um, but I, I start to just experience life in a present moment mm-hmm. instead of in being, because when you're walking running, whatever, that's when you start to think a lot too, you know, mm-hmm. all the thoughts, the ruminating thoughts come up, you know, during a, a practice like that or an exercise like that. And so for me, that rumination sometimes is is good creativity, but a lot of times it's negative stuff too. And, um, I, I want to not, you know, just be in a negative, uh, you know, cycle. Um, so that, that phrase get below the emotion, get below the emotion. And that allows me to get into a calmer meditative state. And then a lot of creativity does come out of that as well. Um, but yeah, I would say it's, it's utilizing alpha states a lot is, is what I do for myself because otherwise, yeah, my life is super busy running businesses and taking care of kids and, you know, navigating trauma, you know, and all these things, um, that I'm trying to work on in my life. And yeah, to answer your question. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And it sounds like you're doing a wonderful job at, and I always say like, we're getting ready to get ready to get ready 
to get it's just all about the next right we're we're doing what we can we're doing our best and our best is good enough and we're getting ready and then something comes in it's like oh okay getting ready for that you know it's and i love hearing you talk about different tools you have in your toolbox to use whatever's resonating for you at that time because you know you can't just say okay well i just need to sit down and meditate for 2 hours today well that's it's not going to work um, if your mind is constantly thinking about the five other things that are going on and time is limited. So yeah, doing what you can, this is for everyone that's, that's listening and watching, just doing something very simple. That's easy to digest that you feel, Oh yeah, maybe I'm not a heightened nine or a 10 on the scale right now, maybe I'm more of a five or a six, I can feel the subtle shift. That's what it's all about is recognizing when you're applying whatever technique, then you can recognize, reflect on it, really reflect on it. Don't say, oh yeah, I feel better next, you know, because then you're just ensuing that again. And then that's the, again, sympathetic nervous system and going up and down. So yeah, I, I liked hearing that you don't have just, it's always this one thing. It's, it's more about applying what is needed and what feels good at that moment. Yeah, for sure. Wonderful. Well, for those who are interested in connecting with you, Summer, what is your contact information? Uh, you can find my website at www.soundsciencesoul.com, of course. Um, you can email me at soundsciencesoul at gmail.com. I'm also on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all Sound Science Soul. Just you know, search for that and it'll come up. Um, there's a Facebook group. Um, that's our community. And if you go to the website, there's actually a portion on the website that says join our community and that'll take you to the Facebook group. And I'm on Insight Timer. I'm a meditation teacher on there. That's a free meditation app. So you can find my meditations on there. You can search for either Sound Science Soul or Summer Lee on there. And uh, we just released our first meditation audiobook, and it's on Audible. Oh, exciting. Yeah, it's on Audible and any other like audiobook platforms it should be on. Um, and it's guided morning meditations and affirmations, create peace and feel better. Um, but if you go to mm. Audible, you can probably just search for Sound Science Soul or Summer Lee and it should come up too. So yeah, so that's where we're at and what we're working on. And if if you go to the website, you know, most of those things you can navigate to from there as well. But check them, check them out, whatever resonates with you, check me out there. Oh, that's great. That's great. And I'm so excited for you and to witness your expansion um, as you're supporting others and, and yourself most importantly, and bringing that forward um, to build a community, which is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. You're welcome. Well, again, thank you, Summer, for joining us. And thank you, friends, for again, tuning in and watching as we continue Feeding Our Soul series. Well, we'll talk about your thoughts and energy and bringing in mindfulness and how to feed your soul. Until then, be well. I so appreciate your time today. As right here, right now together, we are forming a new stone soup of collective consciousness and your essence is needed to add to the amazing vibration we just experienced. Please remember that you can always review any of these podcasts and receive that same energy you experienced here because you are part of that, of the energy, of the connection that we are creating here. If you would like to reach out with any questions or want to know more information about my services, please visit my website at livingwithintention.co or follow me on Facebook or Instagram at livingwithintention.co. Also, you can download the free app of mindbodyspirit.fm. 
and listen anytime, anywhere via Spotify, Google, and Apple to have access to all my podcasts, as well as the other amazing speakers who are part of the mindbodyspirit.fm community. Be well, my friends, and keep shining your light and sharing your truth. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.